Welcome to the podcast with your host, Jason. The podcast is about you getting sober and living life. It's time to go. My name's Jason and uh, I'm the founder of kickthepiss.com. So what I'm about is I'm about helping you guys uh, get sober and working towards a sober life. If you haven't checked out my first episode, I briefly, more than briefly, went through my whole my whole life, my drinking journey. So yeah, if you haven't checked that out, uh, definitely get back and uh, go and have a check it out and then you'll learn a little bit more about me. But today it's a little bit more about you and how, how I can help or how some of my, my thoughts can help and about, about you getting to a place where you can stop drinking because it's, you know, all well and good. I can talk about my journey and how I got there, but it's at the end of the day, this is about you stopping drinking. And that's what I'm about. It's not about me stopping drinking. I've done that. Now it's up to you. And a really good way to start start this um, the podcast is uh, I just quote from Walt Disney, and it says the way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. And that's from Walt Disney. So we're gonna. So you need to stop talking about changing and actually take some action to change because. Like they, they say nothing changes unless nothing changes. If you continue to keep doing the same shit, you're just going to get the same shit over and over again. And at the end of the day, that's not who you want to be. And then that's not, not what you want. So today, firstly, I want to talk about how I came to a place where I was ready to quit alcohol for good. And what did that look like? There, there was a few, there was a few factors in play. I'm not going to go into the, the finer details of it, but essentially I had to choose between my family or alcohol. And obviously I chose my family. They say you have to hit rock bottom before you realize that you're at rock bottom. But I actually don't believe that because whatever rock bottom, because I hit a pretty significant rock bottom before I had to make that choice, before I even, I had a stroke and I was in intensive care and in a coma and they were, they were my family were told that oh, I may or may not be okay. And luckily for me, I was, and so I was spared and come back to relatively, uh, normal existence from, you know, post-stroke at a young age. So that was brought on by drinking and, and that, what I'm trying to say with that is that that was a pretty significant bottom and it took, it literally took months of rehabilitation and learning how to walk properly and go to a rehab hospital where they would do physio and learning how to walk and use my body that was affected again. And, and not to mention when I was actually in hospital, I, like not only was I first suffering for a stroke, I was going through acute alcohol withdrawal. Because obviously I wasn't drinking in the hospital. So I was very severely affected by that. But even though, even that wasn't enough to go, okay, maybe it's time. But then there was, like, there's been many, like I could, I don't want to go through blow by blow of my life and all the times where basically I shit the bed and not, not figuratively, well, I have figuratively shit the bed. I guess I've shit the bed in my life. So many times that you, you could say, where do you, what is rock bottom? And I actually don't know it. And I've heard a lot of people's journeys on the road to sobriety and, and also that the journey that 
people are on when they're not, when they're continuing to drink. And I've seen what, guess what I believe is rock bottom, sitting by yourself in the park drinking. And that's probably where, where you probably, when you're at that point, I guess you don't even know that you're at the bottom. You think, oh, oh, this is living and you're deluded as well, because mentally you're probably impaired so significantly that you don't even know where, how bad things are. And, and on top of that, you're, you're wasted your whole life for a substance that you end up like this guy's in my town here where I live, that literally sit around getting pissed every day, abusing people and being a nuisance and being obnoxious to the general public and that's their life and literally at nine o'clock in the morning they're off their guts i'm not sure if that is what life's about if that's what you believe life's about that's cool if you're listening to this podcast i I believe that you probably would say that you know that life probably has some something more to offer and i would argue that it does and also i would argue that we're here for a reason and whatever that reason is, I guess we have to, our job in life is to find the reason and work on the reason and move forward with that reason. What's the point? Like we've got family, like we build a family and we have a family and things like that. And that's part of life. Then we get a job and career and we start moving forward in that. And that's another part of life, but there's also a part of life where where there's a purpose to you. Why is, why, why are you here? I don't want to talk about God or, but I think you have to ask yourself before you, before we get into it is I don't want to go off too much of on a tangent because I feel I'm going on a tangent, but we, you have to ask why are you here? What, why? Like if you're here just to get pissed every day, well, go you and move on and you know, turn the podcast off. But if you're here to be of service or to be, to be something more, to be who you were born to be. Because I know when you were a kid, you probably weren't thinking, oh, I'm going to be a pisshead and sit around and get pissed every day. Nobody thinks that, but we get caught in the trap of thinking that's the way that we live. That is living, but that's not living. That's dying quiet. That's living the life I'm lived. That's living with regret. And not even knowing it. And that you'll only know regret when it's too late. If you keep continuing on this path, I have regrets about my path and my journey, but also uh, that journey has taught me so many things that I can impart and share with you guys about how you can take my pain and my suffering. Like I'm 45 and hopefully this message could get to someone younger than me. And hopefully I believe that if and even if you're older than me, like I, I don't care. If, if, what, whatever, whatever life we have left, it's got to be better. Not drinking. It's got to be better by being a service. It's got to be better by being something than a piece of shit drunk. And like I said, I've said before, I'm not against alcohol. I have no problem with alcohol. Alcohol's a substance like anything else. It's used for a purpose take it or leave it. And some people can, and some people can't. And I'm one of those people. And if you're listening to this, you're probably one of those people too. And whatever label you want to put on that, that's cool. That's, that's between you and, I don't know, you and your God or your whatever yourself. 
but it doesn't matter what label you put on yourself. What matters is what you do. So it doesn't matter if you say you're an alcoholic or a problem drinker or, you know, have a substance use disorder. There's so many different ways you could label it. The truth is you drink too much. That's the bottom line. So if you drink too much and you're having trouble controlling it, we've got to talk about getting started, quit talking and taking action. Thanks, Walt Disney. So the final process for me is like, I had to choose, like you come to a point in your life where it's a decision point and you can, you can either make a decision or make a preference. And I guess a decision is you actually decide. So if you don't actually decide something, that's where the problem lies because in that decision is the, the cutting off of the possibility that you're going to go back. So it's like a fork in the road. You've got to come to that fork in the road and however you get there is however you get your rock bottom and my rock bottom mount. And perhaps you don't even need a rock bottom to get there. Like you just have to decide and I've had enough and, and then decide that, yeah, it's over. You're not going to miss out. I think the biggest struggle for someone that's going through the journey of stopping drinking is that they're, I don't know, they, they feel like they're going to miss out on something. They feel that if you go to a party and people are getting pissed, do you, do you feel left out? Do you, because we all want to belong. We all want to feel like we belong, but I don't know if belonging and being pissed are the same thing, because if you're pissed, you're not there. So everyone's in their own head. You're not really belonging. So you've got to go through that decision. So you've got to make a decision and cut off from any other possibility. You just go, shit, this is it. I'm done. And it's time to move on and let go. So once you've done that, then you have to go through the pain and the pain will vary depending on how dependent on alcohol you are. And you, you, you need medical attention. I'm not going to say that you don't. I'm going to say, if you stop drinking and, and you're a heavy drinker, you need to go to the doctor and get help. You need to talk to the doctor about how much you're drinking. And you're going to say, this is my plan that I want to stop by X amount of time. And I'll say whether you need to go, whatever. So I'm not a doctor, so I'm not giving medical advice. All I'm saying is I'm talking about stopping. How you stop is you've got to get help and getting help is part of the process. So you made the decision to stop than the pain. So for me, I've been through acute alcohol withdrawals probably several times in various degrees, in various rehabs. I think my last one was probably the one of the worst because I was hallucinating and seeing ghosts and seeing people talking to me and I was up all night and I thought people were talking to me like it was weird. Like I don't normally hear voices. Thank goodness. And if you do, lucky you, you've got more friends than I do. Yeah. But yeah, I don't normally hear voices, so it's not something that would be normal for me. And I was in there for a month and probably for the first two weeks was quite unpleasant physically, just the actual physical withdrawal itself. And then you, then, then after that, so after you've gone through the physical withdrawal and you're no longer physically dependent on alcohol. Then you're mentally dependent on alcohol. 
but you don't actually have alcohol anymore. So what happens is that you've been escaping reality for so long. What's going to happen when you stop drinking? And you will, because you will, because you're, you're listening to this and just, I don't want to be all doom and gloom. What I want you to know is that stopping drinking is possible. Not easy, but possible. But it's like anything. You've got to want it. You've got to make a decision and then go through the process. Like the process has got to be the process regardless of whatever addiction you are. If you're smoking and you stop smoking, you've got to be shit. The end. We all know that. But when you get through to the other side, that's when things get better. It's really learning. So then, so here you are, bang, smack, smack back to reality as Eminem says. Yeah. You're here. And depending on how bad you have been at life and how bad you've been, been living, your life could be quite unpleasant. And some of the things that you will have to deal with could be quite unpleasant. But then you've, you've actually got nothing to fall back on you. All you've got to fall back on is you. And that's when life, that's when the rubber hits the road and life becomes life is when you're there. And that's probably the time where you're thinking, fuck this, I'm going to get pissed. And there's been days where that thought has come into my head. That's where you need support. You need support from your family. You need support from your friends. You need support from the medical profession and doctors and stuff like that, but they'll be able to work out where you're at and help you in some ways. I take some medication even now to deal with the, the lasting effects of what I did to my body and where I'm at and for my mental health. And, it, and, it, and it's okay, I believe, to get help medically. If it's medical help, not like the bloke down the corner. Like I was talking to my wife this afternoon, or I think this afternoon about whether or not I should share that I use some sort of medications to manage my journey. And she said, yeah, because it's important to know that the journey doesn't stop once you stop drinking and you need to get help and it's okay to get help and it's okay to own that you get help. What's not okay is to continue getting pissed every day. That's not okay. It's not okay for you. It's not okay for your family. And it's not okay for your legacy. So I don't drink anymore. I do have help. I do have support. And it's important because one of the things that they talk about is with, with addiction and any sort of addiction is that the way to overcome addiction is through connection and through connection with your family, through connection with your friends, through connection, through peer group. So I've got a group that you can join and talk and become part of. Even if you just come in and just say, look, I'm feeling shit today. I had a drink, blah, blah, blah. Nobody, nobody's going to judge. We all need to connect to each other. And not everyone, not everyone in the world knows what a struggle it is to stop drinking. And there's also AA. I've been to AA. I enjoy AA and I would say that's a free resource available 24 seven for you. And I have no qualms in recommending anyone to use it. It's a good, it's a good, it's a good starting point because there's a community there and there's people there that want to help, but some people don't like that and some people do, and it works for some and it works, it doesn't work for others. And there's also NA as well, Narcotics Anonymous, which is 
a little bit different, but same thing. And then there's so many other different anonymous, if you just look them up. But my point is when you become sober, you have to start dealing with life and they say it's life on life's terms. So you just, life is what it is. And when one day might be shit, one day might be good, but you can't, you can't pick and choose which days what. You've just got to deal with the day that it comes and you start the day. Well, how I start the day anyway is I go, well, I'm not going to drink today. And then say, for instance, something would happen. And then earlier on, I'll be like, oh, what a drink. But then I've got my support to say, and I've got support around me. And then I've got people that know that's not what I want and that's not helpful. And also there's things that you can do to make that a, a little bit harder so you could not have alcohol in the house and things like that. They're practical sort of thing. But my point is, so I guess you just ride the day out and you just go, I'm not going to drink today. And then when things are bad, you go, well, I'm not going to drink right now. And then just keep going because eventually you'll get to a point where you're comfortable not drinking and your life will start to improve. And as your life improves, the reasons that you want to drink will lessen and the chaos and carnage that, that has ensured and you've created, because at the end of the day, you have created it. Like all the bullshit that happened in my life, I created. So you, you can, I guess you can, it's like a hole. You can keep on digging it with alcohol and you can keep on getting pissed and paying for the privilege of being pissed all the time and fuck all with your life. And this, this idea of functional alcoholic bullshit. I, I was a functional alcoholic. Robin Williams says a functional alcoholic is like a paraplegic lap dancer. You can do it, but not very well. There's no so oh, like, yeah, a functional alcoholic is just a joke. If you're drinking to, to excess all the time, every day, what are you, what, what, what things are, what dreams, what hopes are you leaving on the table? Like, just think you can right now, you can go in five years time. If I continue to drink, what would my life look like? I asked a bloke the other day, did you continue to drink? What, what would your life look like? No, I don't think he got it, but I thought of that the other day and I was like, well, what, what could be achieved in five years? What could you do? Even just financially, what could you do with the money that you get? Yeah. You know, the, well, depending on whatever you're spending, but well, even just the money financially, what could you have? How would that, how would that extra money right, change your life? Just think about that. Isn't it worth going through some discomfort, some pain, some uncomfortableness and some life? Everyone else is living life that aren't getting pissed every day. We're all got our addictions. I guess everyone's got an addiction of some description. I mean, and even when you get sober, you're probably still going to be addicted to your phone and your TikToks and your Snapchats and your, all these crazy, stupid things that that are designed to take us away from reality. Just think, what could you do if you start to deal with this issue? And if you're here listening to what I'm saying, you definitely making, you're making progress. So give yourself a pat on the back for even being open to the idea that life could be different. So you have to deal with your feelings and dealing with your feelings looks like just man up or lady up. And just going, okay, this is how I feel. And, uh, this is how I feel. And find someone that you can talk to about them. 
if they need to be, if they need to be worked through or they need to be discussed, or even if they need to be explored in your head or journaling. Some people journal, some people don't. I, I think it's a great idea. I don't do it myself because I'm just lazy, but I'd like the, I like the idea of writing and being creative and that sort of thing and writing out my thoughts, but it just depends who you are and where you're at. But journaling is good. And especially if you want to, want to find the answers to things within yourself. So a great thing would be for you to just go, well, okay, what would my life look like in five years if I continue to drink? Write it out and just write it out. Just blurt out whatever comes out of it. And this isn't something you'd have to do every day. It would be an activity you just do once. You just write out, well, what will my life look like in five years if I continue to drink? Then you do that. And then obviously you'd do the flip side. What could I achieve in five years if I didn't drink? And then another thing that you could do is ask yourself, what do you want? What do you want your life to look like? Do you want your life to be celebrated for so that your successes that you'll end up having by being sober and a success for being, that doesn't even have to be a monetary success. doesn't even have to be an achievement award. It doesn't have to be, it could just be the respect of your family. And that would be enough to be successful. What about the respect for yourself? What about looking at other people and going, okay, whatever, being comfortable in your own skin, not having to escape yourself all the time. And even, even another thing that you get when, like when we're talking about your feelings and dealing with feelings, you actually get to learn what your feelings are, how you feel about things. That's a new, that's a new idea. That's a new concept. When I was drinking, I had, uh, not a huge range of emotions, rage or leave me alone and fuck off. Yeah. So that was my, that was my range of emotions. Now I've got, like, now I've got other things. I've got empathy. I've got understanding. I've got humility, I've got compassion. I don't always show all of these things, but they're available in my repertoire. Because I'm never going to be perfect. I'm always going to be just me and I'm always going to be learning and I'm always going to be, I guess, growing. But now I can grow because I'm, when I was drinking, they say when you start drinking, wherever you started drinking, like to excess is where you emotionally live when you stop drinking. So I guess in a lot of ways, I'm just a 16 year old kid just learning how to feel and that's okay. But with that. I've got a wealth of experience and a wealth of understanding now that, and, and I've, and I've taught myself to, I dig for knowledge. I, I thirst for hung, like a hunger for knowledge. And I read lots of books. I read like probably a hundred books last year. The, the ability to get knowledge is there. And with that knowledge now, now I found what it was, what I was searching for, because like I said, in, in my other journey like your mother podcast is I was learning about self-development because I was looking for an answer about why I was the way that I was and how I could fix me. And then also there was an element of, oh, if I help others, I might be able to make a career out of it. But then, then I learned and I learned and then I left it. The knowledge was there and I continued to drink while I was learning. And then, so it wasn't a, 
straightforward, oh, I'll let this and then I'm a life change and everything with rainbows and lollipops. It's a process and life's a process. A life's a process of learning how to live day by day, moment by moment, minute by minute, second by second, and just live just for today. That's how I live just for today. I, I plan for tomorrow. I hope for tomorrow. I have goals and ideals for tomorrow, but at the same time, I live for today. And just to prove it, like, can you say it? Says, just for today. I've got a tattoo to my arm, so I, so I never forget. Just for today. Whatever's happening was just for today and tomorrow, you know, is a new opportunity to grow and live. So that's dealing with feelings are going to come up. Feelings sometimes are going to be good. Feelings sometimes are going to be bad. But at the end of the day, they're your feelings and what you have to deal with in your life is what your life is, is the life that you have created with your actions. So that's one, one of my friends is, talks about owning your shizzle with her emoji model. So I would say you got to own your shizzle, but I, but I would say you done the shit and now you got to eat it. That's owning your shizzle. A shit sandwich. So it's a shit sandwich that you made and now you got to eat it. Nobody else can eat it. And that's the way it is. But once you've eaten the shit sandwich, you shit it out and you move on. So that's life. And obviously I can't go through every single strategy to deal with your feelings now. And that's not what I'm about. It's just about letting, giving you an idea what it would look like. So just to recap where we've been. You've got to make a decision, a decision to change, then go through the pain of actually changing. So that's the pain physically, mentally, emotionally, blah, blah, blah. And then you'll come back into reality. And so then you've got to learn to do life sober. And then you've got to learn to deal with your feelings. And then you've also got to learn how to deal with other people with your feelings. And that'll be a process where it's going to be a long process. It's not going to be something that you just go, oh, well, you're sober now. Everything's good. Only just begins. And that's why it's important to build a support crew, whatever that looks like, so that you can continue to grow, continue to learn, and continue to evolve into the, the human that you want to be, creating the legacy that you want with your life. Yeah. So that's, that, you know, I've talked about that for a while, but. I just want to go on to something else now. I want to talk about forgiveness. And one of the, one of the things in life, in life where, where we can get tripped up quite easily is in the part where forgiveness or the part, part of forgiveness, because we hold on to resentments and we hold on to the bitterness of the past and we hold on to, he did that, she said that, or she did this to me, he did that to me. But at the end of the day, everyone's just doing their life the best that they can. Some people are going to fuck up and you're going to fuck up. And we're all going to bounce into each other on some level. And the, the things that other people have done to us and we've done to them have, play a role in who we are. If, if, if we didn't have all these things happen to us or we didn't do all these things, we wouldn't be who we are. But we like, we can't explore who we are until we stop drinking, until you stop drinking. I've stopped drinking, but I don't want to make it about me either as well. So you've got to learn that it's okay to let go. And 
ways that you can do that is right you know, to people in your past that have done the wrong thing by you is either if they're still around, you can go and say, look, I forgive you or talk it out or talk it out with someone or just write a letter and burn it and let it go. But you can't hold on to resentments and pain because in AA, they are this, you know, AA again, sorry. But I think they have like the fourth step is where you just write down all the things that you've done to other people and then go and make amends. That's part of forgiveness. It's about forgiving yourself and forgive. You've got to forgive others for what they've done to you. And then you've got to forgive yourself for what you've done and you've got to let go of it. I've done some pretty awful things, and people still hold me or look at me as that person that did that stuff. But that wasn't me. That was. That was me with alcohol. I need my need to, even now, just talking about it, it hurts a little bit to think some of the things that I've done and, and the consequences of that. And the other, sometimes other people will not forgive you, but in time they might, and in time they might not, but it's no point you holding on to that pain and suffering and you continuing the cycle of pain when just for the sake of, because people won't forgive you, like, it's like poking your eye out because somebody looked at you. It, you just have to forgive yourself for the, for that. And that's a process too. Everything's a process and then forgive others. So forgiveness. So it's about letting go and moving forward and not being st st stuck in the path because you might find it like when you listen to some people and the, you can hear it very easily is they just want to talk about the things that have happened to them and why, why they, the way they are and stuff like that. That has a time and a place, but the, it doesn't have a time and a place if that's where you're going to live because it's okay to talk about them. It's okay to learn from the past, but it's not okay to live there because if you live there, you're going to stay there. You know, if bad things happened to you yesterday and you, all you want to talk about is yesterday, that's where you live. And then bad things will happen today. And it's about talking to, it's about the law of attraction to a degree. And the law of attraction is that you attract what you are. And I've seen this in my life in various degrees. And I've seen it play out, you know, that some people that are greedy and they want money and they want more money, they end up just chasing money. And then they real they lose so much. In the, like, it's like that Scrooge McDuck or what's that? Charles Dickens, like, uh, you know, that sees a Christmas and then he realizes oh, he was all about money. And then he realizes that he, he was chasing the wrong thing. If he had been putting out joy and love and compassion and share, like he would have got that back. He was just putting out, I want more money and fuck his all and I'll do anything to get it. And if you, if that's where you come from, it's harder for you, for the money to come to you. I don't know how it works and I don't know the science and I don't, I don't fully get it, but I know that it's true. If you give and you give for the right reasons, you'll receive in the right, for the right reason. The world, oh yes, the universe or whatever, or the universal knowledge knows that in your giving and you, you're able to give. If you give to others that I guess it tells your, they, I think they say that it tells your brain that there's abundance. If you can give away, 
of something freely without, without expectations or without another motive, if you can give for the sake of giving or, and that doesn't mean giving money, it means giving of yourself in any way, shape or form. And that doesn't mean being exploited either. You have to have your boundaries, but giving because you want to, not giving because you need to. And on that topic, I like, I see a lot of these TikToks and I see a lot of YouTubers going around paying people's bills and giving bums money and stuff and then filming it. I don't believe that's giving. I believe that's exploiting. If you have to go and tell people how you've given, you aren't giving and the universe will not reward you for that. I believe if you see someone in need and you just give it, give them money, you don't get your phone out and record it and go, oh, look at me. Just give. I've donated a lot. I don't talk about it. I I just said talk about it then. I've donated quite a bit to different to different causes that I believe in. It's not necessarily money. It's like with my business, we had XX stock. I could have sold it, or I I could have liquidated it, you know, or I could have sent it to auctions. But I chose to donate it, and it was worth you know maybe one or two thousand dollars at the time, and I could have probably made that money, but where it went to, it helped people have a better life in some small way. Didn't change the world. Even if it helped, like even what I'm doing now is giving. It might help one person, me sitting here doing this. I am busy. I work from dusk till dawn with my other ventures. So this is a passion project for me. This is how I give. This is one, one way I give. Because like I said, my last podcast, it's about opening up the dialogue to say that it's okay to talk about being in trouble and having problems with alcohol. And that's where you're, you'll be able to do that. And I'm not sure where, where I went with that, but it's just about, yeah. So that, that was forgiveness for self and others. That's important and moving right along. I'm not sure where, where like how I went with that, because I think I got a little bit distracted, but okay. So my next, my next, next thing that I wanted to touch on today is self-care. And when you're stopping drinking, you, you have to be selfish and you have to put your needs first and whatever you need to do to get sober is whatever you need to do. If you need to go away. You will need, if you need to go to hospital, if you need to go to rehab, if you need to go to the doctor, if you need to go to AA, if you need to go to anything, if you need to talk to someone, that is what you need. And that is what you need to do until you can get to a point where you can be of service to others. But before you be of service to others, you have to first look after yourself and then structure your life in a way that drinking's no longer a part of your life. So that means you don't go to the pub and that means you don't, you might have to structure new friends. You might have to do something else. I don't know. You have to, like, you have to have a structure. You have to change the, the structure of your life and, and your child, by you changing the structure of your life, you're changing everything that re- revolves around drinking. And then after you have those first two pillars in place, then you can be of service. I, I learned this model by listening to another guy. His model is putting other, putting your family first. 
But you, if you put your family first, well, you have to put your family first to an agree because you know you wouldn't stop drinking if you didn't. But you have to put yourself first. Then you have to put your structure first. Second, I should say. And then service to others. And that includes your family. And that's what I believe. And that's how I believe that getting sober looks like. First, looking after yourself and ensuring that you get what you need. Then putting the structures in place and being very, very clear about what has to happen for you to get sober. And then, then you start, then you just start in those two loops. You don't worry about service just yet. And then as you grow and evolve and you become comfortable, then you can be of service. And then it's a circle, self-structure, service. And obviously, there's a lot of parts in that, a lot of moving parts and a lot of things to discuss. But that's what I believe to be the way through, the way forward. And it's also, I was listening, I've been listening to a, a book from Oprah Winfrey, it's called, and a doctor, I don't know who he is, it's called What Happened to You? And it's talking about what actually happened to you and the trauma, how does trauma affect you mentally and what does it do to your life and things like that. I, I wouldn't say that it changed my mind on the trauma aspect because if you focus too much on the trauma, you, you, you're still looking backward, but yet you have to look backwards to learn and you can use that as an opportunity to learn, but you, you really have to focus on moving forward and that's what life's about moving forward. So acknowledging your past, letting go of the past, dealing with the past, saying what needs to be said and then moving forward. And that's part of self-care. Self-care is getting enough sleep, drinking and eating healthily, stuff like that where we're having to work. And then obviously with the self-care is the structure and getting your life structured to a point where it's okay. I've talked about a few things today, but my main, my main message is that there is hope. I've put together a kickstart guide that you can get from kicktopiss.com. Come, there's no way that you can miss where, how to get it. It's the first thing that I want you to have. And there's a bit of homework in there and there is a, there is a bit of, bit of, uh, some of the things that you can do to, it's a start anyway. It's a kickstart guide where you can go, okay, I've got a starting point and the journey is not going to be done in one day. It's not going to be finished in one. The journey is the rest of your life. And when you can get to that point that you're sober and then you start to make a plan and then you start to have a life, then you can go, it was worth it. So I'll leave you with that today, that you're worth it. Life is worth it. There is help. People love you. You need to love yourself so you can not only love others, but help others and be of service. And be a bringer of joy to people's lives instead of taking joy from them. And just being able to look at yourself in the mirror and go, you're okay today. You're not a piece of shit. I mean, I used to look at myself and think, fuck, what a dickhead. What have I done? And there's nothing worse than waking up knowing that you're fucked up and not knowing how you fucked up, what you've done, who you hurt, went wrong. doesn't have to be like that. There is hope. And with that, I want to thank you for listening to the end and I believe in you and yes, kickthepiss.com.
is where it's at. Thank you very much. Peace out.